Individually, they are a force to be reckoned with. But when they join together, they become Unplugged Radio. Prepare to be swept off your feet as Greg Person, the lover, takes the stage. But wait, what illusion is this? It is no trick. It is Jake Hutton, magician, for your viewing pleasure. Look out! The sensational sensei himself, Mike Rossi, warrior on display. Bow down and grovel at his feet as John Vanas, king, utters his recording. All right. Cool. All right. Um, so I'll, I've never done this. I'll count us in, I guess. And then I'll say words and you guys say words. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right, Greg, don't edit that out. All right, so <laughs> right, uh, three, two, one. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another amazing episode of Unplugged Radio. I am, geez, I guess I'm your first host today, Mike. And with me is... Corey number one. And Corey number two. Nice. Very nice. Oh, number two. Wow. Well, oh. It's tough. It's better than number 34. True. Right? That is true. Number two. That's right. It's tough only having 270 points when you're behind Mr. 300. That's right. right. That's true. It's a hard life. It, it is. is. Um, so oh, today we, I, got, I got these two fine Corys together to talk about uh, the Unplugged, not the Unplugged, but the, uh, the Orktown GT uh, that happened a couple weeks ago out in, um, out in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh, all three of us were there. It was awesome, as usual. And I figured that everybody who wasn't there needs to hear about how awesome it was. They sure uh, do. Agreed. Right. right. So um, this is going to be odd if I say Corey. So uh, Corey Reynolds, uh, why don't yep. you give an overview of the, um, once you give an overview of the, uh, of the event? For the listeners. So, so for those that don't know, uh, Orktown is basically a big fun event that is run in Cape Cod. So for the last two years, it's been in the Cape Cod Curling Club in Falmouth, Massachusetts. Run by K2, Skullface. Yep. The, the New England War Kings. Right. All our gaming group out there that contribute and build these crazy, wacky prizes. Um, the whole event is a pretty great time, right? The venue's awesome. Um, it really actually is an, an, almost like a big hangout for the weekend. There's couches, K2, Skullface has TVs playing Godzilla movies and sumo wrestling movies and old 70s and 80s arcade video games around for people just to hang out and chill and and just do nothing other than when they're gaming. And his family all comes out and helps contribute. There's a nice bar at the at the venue. They feed you the entire time. So it's a it's a legitimately great time just to go and get away for a weekend of fun and debauchery. Yeah, Absolutely. and and uh, some wacky rules. It's, it's twenty. It, the point value this this year was twenty six sixty five. Sixty five. Only because uh, and also you. We're allowing allies, but only orc allies, and everyone can bring, whether you're good or not, uh, you can bring orc allies. So, 
Uh, and of course, 2655 were the points value, so you could bring 666 points of orc allies because Skullface is too bad for hell. Very on brand. Everyone knows, right? Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a fantastic time. Uh, five five rounds uh, out at the curling club, and uh, as you guys said, that the bar was was nice and cheap. Drinks were great. Food was good. Um, and then when you're not at the at the hall, we uh, this year we rented a uh, an Airbnb and we stuffed the entire shambling horde in the Airbnb, uh, which was great. You know, I think a lot of us rolled in on Thursday and a bunch of us uh, left on left on Monday, so we were able to stay Sunday night. Uh, so I I don't know. I my opinion is if you are going to go uh, to the to the Orktown GT, then make sure that at the very least you stay until Monday. Give yourself Sunday night to hang out. Um, because it, it, I don't know. I mean, you're on Cape Cod. It's and it's right, right at the end of shoulder season, so you don't have to worry too much about uh, about the crowds like you normally would. Yeah, it's not too busy there. Like my, my wife Melissa comes out with me, and we just hang out, and we get there Thursday. Like you said, it's a it's a really good time to be there. Yeah, and everything's open still, which is good, right? It's not yeah. like you're there in February, right? So it's it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, so. Corey Wallizer, what did you take? What army did you take this time? Uh, I took I took uh, ogres um, with orc allies. So I pretty much took my uh, twenty three hundred point ogre list, and I slapped on three hundred and sixty five points of ogre allies, which uh, where it was a horde of great axe with a skull pole and a troll bruiser. Comes out nice. to be exactly three sixty five, and uh, they. They did some work over the weekend. They were uh, the rest of my ogres did what they normally do, and they worked like I expected them to. But the but the orc allies were really the did a lot of heavy lifting for me in I mean, most of the games. A horde of great axe will do that, right? Yeah, yeah. And something that ogres don't have, like a, a big block of nerve that's going to punch you in the face. It's actually Just, a, a pretty great addition. Absolutely. Just a huge uh, swath that can be like, okay, charge me. You're not going to kill me in one round. So I can kind of, I backed it up. I did layers and had had it as like a back line. So you're like, all right, you chew through two hordes of siege breakers, and now you're going to get a horde of great axe in the face. Uh, like that's that's not fun. I know. I mean, it's fun for you. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's really great. It's yeah, really right? great. <laughs> Cool. I took uh, I took dwarves like normal, but instead of because of the extra points, uh, I I dabbled in taking um, I took two hordes of uh, earth elementals and a stone priest, uh, and you know when you when you add those together, that's four hundred forty points of elementals and another hundred twenty points for the stone priest with some kit, and he, that that block let's say comes in just around five sixty five seventy five. It's expensive for what you get. Yeah, it um, is. I mean, I know the surge is nice, but there were plenty of times where it just, you know, they they the uh, they stay, but they don't punch very hard, and uh, the brutal is nice. But you know, you compare. I don't know. I mean, it's I'm kind of kind of giving it all away here, but I I was very underwhelmed with the with that choice in the later rounds when I was, you know, uh, fighting other types of armies. It was actually really tough to. To keep the things alive against something with a lot of punch. Defense six is nice. Dash seventeen or dash eighteen is nice. 
Um, but when you attack back and you hit on fours and you only have crush one, right? And Bane Chant keeps not working. It's really not that it's not good enough. Right. right? And how often does that hands. surge really come into play, right? With right. slow earth elemental. Well, that that's exactly it. I mean, there's not a lot of shenanigans you can do. Um, and the, the level of play in the later rounds, no one was giving me a flank to just go in, right? Or exposing something where I could go for a go for a surge that was gonna do it. Right. You know. But anyway, so it uh uh Corey Reynolds, what'd you take? Well, I took something different this uh this year. So the the illustrious Ray Shields let me uh borrow an order of the Green Lady Army from him. So that's something I've been going around with getting something super aggressive. So I took a, a list that basically was a, a an entire bag of fast hammers. So it was like two order of brotherhood knights, two forsaken, two order of redemption units, and then a beast of nature, a couple of unicorns with uh, lightning bolt, and one of them with the host shadow beast, which was huge all weekend. And then um, just some chaff pieces. I got the three Pegasus, three um, regiments of just men at arms on foot, and then uh, an exemplar hero just running around to also have Ho Shadow Beast cast on him. So the list was just fast. I'm going to go and hit you, and my chaff pieces are going to protect them, and then the the unit strength three men at arms are going to go claim objectives. That's that's the game. And it worked. It certainly did, right? It certainly did. Now, over the course of this year, though, you've been doing different art. You've been doing a different uh, army list or army. Yes, that was that was my goal to play a different army list at every event this year. So, so far, so good. Yeah, I actually think um, I think I did the same thing, right? Up until up until recently, all last year, I think I, I switched it up every every tournament. It's a nice palate cleanser, right? I mean, I know everybody that every podcast that you listen to like how do you get good with an army well you play the same army over and over and over again and they're not wrong right but sometimes you just want to do something different to juice your interest and just keep things different and and that's a learning opportunity too right because you can uh, understand different play styles and how different armies happen to play on the table like uh, for the, the last couple tournaments i played two different armies that i had been very familiar with and i went three and two with each one but had a good time even though I didn't like do great with them, but right. you learn a lot. Absolutely. Right. And then you also know that, I don't know. I, I find that I was able to figure out some of the counters for some of the stuff there too. Right. Because exactly. Yep. You, know, you learn what their weaknesses are by playing them and have other people show you what their weaknesses are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My attitude is always looking for the weaknesses anyway. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're already on that train. Exactly. Um, so uh, I guess, Instead of giving a game by game rundown, I uh, I figure we can talk about um, how our day one went, um, and uh, any highlights from that, and then uh, we can talk about a, a let's say a specific game that happened over the course of either game one or, uh, day one or day two, uh, and, and uh, we'll go from there, right? So, so Corey uh, Wallizer, how was your day one? Uh, it was it was uh, solid. I mean. Uh, wasn't too hungover um, <laughs> rolling in on Saturday morning, so that that's always a bonus. Um, came in and I was uh, fighting Greg Anderson, uh, who had a pretty solid uh, Northern Alliance list, and I'd played Greg, so was looking forward to a pretty good game. And he was just on fire, um, and scratched out a a draw, like a pretty much a straight up 
draw, and I had to play my ass off to get okay. that draw. Um, and then uh, rolled up for some ogre on ogre um, violence uh, in the second round. He was uh, a newer player from uh, Cape Cod, which is awesome to see. Uh, we chat with him for a while uh, about you know him kind of being new to the scene and things. Um, and he was having an absolute blast of a time, so that's another good thing to hear. Um, won that one pretty good. Again, he was a little bit of a newer player. Um, and then I played um, Nick Chibata Brad. And, as you, and, as uh, you always do. And, well, we, 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 do, we do play uh, on a fair, fairly regularly. Um, we had both consumed a number of cocktails called Orcto Cooler. Which were rum and uh, Midori and a little little pineapple juice. And they were delicious. Yeah, yeah, they went down really, really smooth, and I, I had a number of them. Uh, I so I was a, I was a little wobbly, but luckily uh, Nick was also a little wobbly. So um, <laughs> he he went for kind of a go broke turn two because uh, I got first turn and I was able to set up how I wanted to set up and he took the chance and it didn't pay off for him and I crumbled uh, one of his flanks and in the middle uh, those those orcs once again uh, set in a perfect position where he uh, if he overrun three inches he had a, the demon uh, he had a wolf father had to overrun to get out of out of the arc of a regiment of ogre chariots, and um, or if he overrun to two, he'd be totally good. If he overrun more, he'd be in trouble. Well, he overrun o- overrun more, and put himself into, and so he got flanked by the orc horde. Wow! And it's like this narrowest of windows that he tried yes. to put himself in. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> Again, a little orc cooler. Orc coolers. So uh, I I took that that charge. Uh, the downside is they were stuck. Uh, I couldn't. There was nowhere for me to legally reform after I killed them. Right. So he killed. They killed the wolf father and then proceeded to get a fire elemental horde in the side and Ooh. they 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 took him off. Yeah, he rolled. That's a good trade. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll t- I took it. Right. Um. So yeah. And uh, then we all left and went and got some. Very fried food to soak up some of the orco <laughs> cooler, and <laughs> and uh, we invaded that. Like I mean, I think almost all of us went, ended up going to that uh, seafood, like fried seafood place. Seafood Sammies. Uh, yeah, and uh, they and the, there were some people there that did not enjoy the number of people that showed up at like <laughs> eight eight o'clock at night. Yeah, what, what are these people doing here? I thought, the people behind people? the counter just looked. They're like, "What yeah. is happening? Yeah. Why? Where'd all these dudes come from?" Uh, yeah, I, I, I watched a guy get up from the, from the counter and go, "Who are all these people? And why are they here?" Like, <laughs> That's amazing. We're here to eat, is my guess. Right. Come on, buddy. Eat, we did. That's yeah. right. Not a food out there is amazing, right? Yeah. So we. Uh, so I, I I do want to back up a little bit. So we rolled in Thursday, right? Corey, myself, a couple yep. others. We we rolled in Thursday night to the Horde House, and uh, the next day, um, the next morning, we were able to um, have really a beautiful day. We hopped on the ferry, went across to uh, Martha's Vineyard, um, hung out there for a bit, came back in the afternoon, 
got some real good food, uh, drank, 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 right, as you do, played a bunch of board games. So that day of hangout was good. Um, and then the next day, uh, and then what, Robbie and Jeff rolled in at like 2.30 in the morning or something yep. on, Friday, on Friday night. Yep. But, uh, you know, luckily, we'll be able to get them up. Everybody shows up. You know, we were able to gather the horde for, uh, for, for day one. We were all there. My first, my first three games were really, I got, I, got a bunch, I got a bunch of luck. I played really good the first game, but I, got, I, got, um, I played uh, um, Christopher Duane. Uh, really nice, really nice guy. Uh, he's doing some research here uh, at one of the universities in in Massachusetts for a couple of years. Um, uh, but he's originally from from England, and you know he's got that uh, understated English way about him, right? Uh, he had a Trident Realms list, and so I was able to play. I played pretty good against him. One one of the highlights of that game is there. I had a building on the left hand side uh, with. Not enough, quite not quite enough space to put like two regiments side by side between the building and the and the uh, and the edge of the board. Um, and so I ran up on that on that side. He had set up a, like four or five units over there. I think he was going to try to push through, and uh, I set up a a unit of. Uh, I had my king with wings over there, and I had just a regiment of iron guard. So the king with wings flies over and and you know just punches one of the units in the face to try to stop him from moving forward, which gives me time to put the 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 infantry unit in in right in the middle right so he can't quite get around and behind him I had taken as part of my list I stole this idea from Greg Person because you know he comes up with all the good ideas I steal uh, it's a, a a flame priest with um, the extra fireball and then you give him the diadem of dragon kind so he has fireball sixteen so he's like uh he's like a uh, a flame belcher um for 110 points instead of 95 or whatever they are. But in exchange, you don't get to triple your attacks against me. I'm way more maneuverable. Um, I don't think I lost him in any of the games I played, and he was really annoying. But in this game, he was fantastic because he was able to sit right behind that infantry unit where nowhere can get to him and just light everybody on fire. I ended up killing, like, three units by the time the game was over with that one dude because he couldn't get the gross with him. Um, and then in the middle... Uh, he charged with everything into some into one of my into my big horde horde of uh, iron guard, and spotted me a double one, and so I get to attack him back, and then he goes to attack him again, and he spotted me another double one, so two double ones on the same unit, and that is the only reason why I won the game, to be honest. I mean, I was I was on the left, but he had everything going for him in the middle because he outplayed me, and those two double ones just sealed it for me. So I ended up getting that big win. Second game, I ended up playing uh, similar to you, Corey. I played uh, a new player somebody from the Cape Cod area. I think there were seven people that were new from either the Cape Cod or Vermont area. At yeah, that's, and that's a good call out, right? It's, yeah. Right? Yep. A bunch of new guys. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome to see. And um, it was nice, too. That, like, you know, I kept checking in with them, like, what do you think? What do you think? Like, this is amazing. Right? Yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. Right? Because I think there's, <clears> a, there's a stigma about events that they're too competitive or whatever, especially if you come from other gaming systems. Mm-hmm. And I, really, just the feedback I got from everybody was, "This is really late. I didn't expect it to be this laid back. I can't believe how cool everybody is being." It was, it was really heartening to me to hear that because it means these people are going to be back, which means I get to know. You know, I'm going to get to know. Yeah, yeah, over yeah. And I think that that started unplugged, right? Because there was the Christos Mihelos, I think is his name. Yeah, and right. So he has a group out, like you said, in Vermont, and so he was the only one from that group at unplugged. And I think he had such a good time there that he brought his whole little gaming club out to uh, Cape Cod. 
for Orktown. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And I talked yeah. to them after the event. They said had a great time. Sweet. That's what I love to hear. And then uh, and in my third game, I got to play Ray Shields with his um, Orcs on Orcs on Orcs. And that was, that was a tight game. Oh, my God. Right. That was a really tight game. I ended up pulling it out in the last. We went to seven. You know, it's one of those games where you, I'm losing on six, but I, if I throw a Hail Mary on seven, I get it. So we go to seven. I get the Hail Mary. I end up winning at the last, like the last dice roll of the game. And it was, uh, it was great. It just Ray is such a gentleman, right? All things, all things considered. But I don't know. I had a fantastic day one. I, at the end of the day, uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. So, yeah. uh, right. So, Corey Reynolds, how was your day one? Also pretty good. So, uh, game one, I get to play Skullface himself. So, K2 had to, had to be the ringer for the first game because uh, one of his guys that was coming wasn't quite going to be there for round one. So, I got to play K2. And the funny thing is, I have played K2 at a lot of events, but they're almost always either me being the ringer at Crossroads or K2 being a ringer somewhere <laughs> else. I don't, I don't think we've ever really played as a truly competitive like person on person, not as a ringer. So, so of course that was a great game. So, was able to punch through some orcs, uh, and it wasn't like K 2s most competitive list. So, that was to be expected. Uh, game two, got to play Ren Moyer, who was playing uh, Kingdoms of Men, and very similar to what I was playing. He, it was just a, a bunch of knights, a bunch of flying beast cav. Uh, he had some of the the, the generals on large wing beasts. Uh, he had a giant in there and a couple legions of militia. So, And he, he had gotten a big win on his game one too. So um, fortunately in that game, I was able to kind of bottle him up into some terrain on the left flank and give him some bad choices which caused him to kind of hesitate instead of really pushing on that flank and that was i was able to kind of sweep through the middle sweep through his infantry get his giant um i was actually able to get into his backfield with one of the the beast of nature charging into the flank of his uh general on wing beast that he didn't quite see and so that really gave me an advantage because then I had something kind of in his backfield just threatening everything. So I was able to push hard in the middle. And then by the time he committed on the left flank and started to come out of the terrain, it was, it was too late. I kind of had him surrounded at that point. So that was a pretty big win there. And then uh, round three, I played Ryan Higgins, who was, I think you played round two, right, Corey, the Skaven player? No, I played that. He was my uh, fourth round opponent. Oh, fourth I played round. him after yep. you. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, I played Ryan, and he was a treat, man. So, um, for somebody who's new to tournaments, he certainly knew his game. So, uh, he was playing Ratkin um, with, uh, like, the, the shooty guys with the, the tech formation and Nightmares and Scud and uh, a bunch of different side u- sized units of either Ratkin Warriors or Shock Troops and some swarms uh it was a really good list uh, he played it and, really really well and scud zoo Don't and scud yeah and, and scud oh, and he had a, a night terror in there yeah he had a, yeah. a yeah. lot of good tools and so um i think we were playing loot and i think just the scenario helped me out a ton there because i had angled all my pegasus to go up and hop on loot tokens turn one and had him at a nice angle. So they hop up, get the token, and they turn sideways to start coming back towards my side of the table. And so I was able to get all three tokens on turn one. 
um, before he was even able to move. And then basically I played the game where I just started throwing stuff into the meat grinder of the Radkin and just said, okay, if you can come get him, come and get him. And his shooting did some damage. I mean, he was able to take stuff off, peel it off with the two death engine spewers and the nightmares and scud and the, and the, uh, to uh, Shredders as well. He was just peeling unit after unit after unit that's, off. That's what they do, though, right? I mean, it's yeah. It blocks the nerve, but with just the most awful, like the most awful amount of shooting and and stuff. And you're like, I'm good, and then you lose two units, and you're like, mm -hmm. I'm anti-good. Yeah, you don't you don't typically see people taking two of the death engine spewers, but man, you yep. put those together and focus them in on a unit. You're like, oh, that's that's a bad time. It's a lot. It's a lot of dice. I mean, it's two d six and fourteen. That's a lot of shots. Yeah, Pierce too. Yep. So that that did some numbers. Um, I think he made just one mistake in our game where I, I had some com big combo charges set up on the shock troops, and so he popped his plague pots, expecting I would come in, and instead of doing that, it's kind of backed up. I said, "All right, we'll do this a turn later." And then was able to take off both shock shock troop hordes in one turn with like a, a big multi-charge scenario. So in the end, I was basically able to keep walking all of the uh, the loot tokens back, 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 further and further away. And I, I definitely lost more in that game from the attrition um, attrition scoring, but okay. definitely had the uh, all the loot tokens at the end. He's like, I see what you did there. <laughs> So he's like, you didn't care what I killed. You just cared about getting those loot tokens across the board. So in the end, I think I had two loot tokens on a on a men at arms regiment. Actually, I think I had all three on between right out between two men at arms regiments. Right. With it, with a unicorn being like, I'm inspiring you guys. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's interesting. I I've I've played the uh, I played the buy time game uh, with the dwarves. You know, and. The, the key is I can buy time, uh, you know, so I, I usually do that by either throwing out some chaff or you walk back into terrain or whatever and say, okay, now you have a bad charge. What are you going to do? And, um, but the thing is, if I can't put pressure on, right, and so it, you know, in, your, in your example, you back up and you wait a turn. If there's nothing there shooting those units that are going to go in, then you can wait the turn. But if you exactly. turn and have yep. to deal with, let's say, another 15 shots from sharpshooters or something else, it's like, well... You know, I, I'm giving you bad choices. Um, yeah. You know, so when you burn the plague pots with these other with this other shooting elements that he has, it's like it. You got to do that in such a way that you're just you're buying time to maybe maybe remove something, something mm -hmm. or whatever, right? You have to. You have yeah. To fortunately, like the shooting was on one flank, all concentrated, and so on the other flank, I had some. I did have those units. They were under no threat at right. that point, so you could just kind of hang back and do it again next turn. Yeah. That's, that's wow. So okay. So at the end of day one, Corey uh, Reynolds, you're in first place. I think yeah. I think I was at first place. Yeah, and I has uh, I was in second place. So holy crap, right? So I get the end, of, and then Corey uh, Wallizer, where were you at? Uh, I think at the end of day one, I was in like six, six, fifth or six somewhere on there. On the third table, right? So yep. you know, strong, strong day for the horde, right? So we go in. Absolutely. And, yeah. Or wins. I think at one point we were what seven of the top or six of the top eight. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you know, yay us. It also helps that there's a boatload of us, right? I mean, when there's a dozen, it guys, didn't help that we were probably like a third of the event. <laughs> field, 
right? But uh, so the next so the next day, um, you know, I I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play Corey Reynolds today. It's going to be great. Um, so do you want to? I figured now's a good time to talk about our game. It's the beginning. Of yeah, day absolutely. Two. Round four. Yeah, there sure thing. Right. So we go in, and I I feel pretty good about it too because I was like, I got speed. I got the hammers that, yeah, you got defense six all over the board, but I should be able to punch through a lot of the stuff, right. especially if I combo in the right things. So I feel pretty good about it. I mean, the dogs and the sharpshooters are always a concern, so you can never, and the, the tank is always a concern. So you can never really count yourself like you're going you're gonna to do what you need to do, but I felt pretty good that I brought the, I had all the tools to punch through the defense six lines. Absolutely. So I felt good about that. Right. And so I, you know, where, where, where was it, was it Ray's or was it um, no. you burned the ones on your side? Right. No. no what one was it, was it? A, it was like pillage. It was pillage, was, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Because we put, we put all the tokens basically in the two deployment zones. Right. Right. Yep. Oh, and, and it, it was the one you could, um, yeah, um, it's, it's, where you could burn the tokens. Yes, yeah, yeah, the one where yep, you can burn it. Because yep. I remember I set everything up and you set up, and the way that the way the terrain was was uh, there was a there was a decent size open spot in the middle. On you had taken the side with two forests, right? Mm-hmm. On the left side, there's a big forest, night a little forest, and you and a nice piece of impassable in a corner with a with the pillage token sitting right behind it. Right, and so you're you know you set up on that side, and you must have put fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred of your points behind that one wood. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's crowded behind one tree, like no one, shh, no one can see us, <laughs> right? And you know, I, uh, I had, I, had, I remember looking down and going, man, he's gonna fly over here. He's gonna put all those Pegasus and that unit strength wherever he wants. Do I just burn all my tokens, turn one, and run forward, right? And I didn't. And the way the game works, maybe I should have. Who knows, right? But we start the game, and uh, you fly out from cover. I. That set up, I shoot everything on the left hand side. On my left hand side, you had, I think, all, all your Pegasus. Everything. Unicorn, yep. <laughs> uh, right. And then the horde of the, the, the Peg Knights, I forget what they're called. The yeah, the Pegasus. Forsaken. Yep. The Forsaken, right? And uh, so a horde of those and some other stuff. And I was looking and going, okay, I want to burn down that horde. Because my, you know, the, the way I play is I take the, that's the biggest threat. I put all my shooting right because it was it was the guys with the boots of striding. So yep. I'm staring at the forest on your side. I'm like, I can go in and kill whatever I need Obviously. to over there. Yes, and that was going to be very sad. So I was like, all right. So I'll so I move up. I get I, I do the thing where I, I I get the long range shooting and I move up just enough dogs to be able to boop 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 boop. I throw all the dogs. I shoot all the things. I remove the horde. Kill it. Mm-hmm. Kill it dead. Yay me! Right. Um, on the right hand side, there's a there's a as you mentioned, there's a building, um, and I have like. A token force on that side, just holding on to a token, right? Yes, uh, yeah, because you've got what is it? One Iron Guard unit. You got Dwarf Lord on Large Beast, and then yeah, uh, and, and Faber guy with right. with uh, Faber. Or no, yeah. you had the guys with you had Honey Maze over there. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. So he's yep. over there. And when I'm looking at when I'm looking at the, the the setup, I said, you know what? It's only one token. I'll put that there. And then you would set up like multiple Night units and some other stuff. Um, so in the middle, there was nothing. You had right. It was, it was kind of a big vacant space. I had two knights just kind of waiting to because there was a nice size hill in the middle, right? Right. So I was like, all right, I can wait to crest this hill. I'll get up there. I'll have thunderous, extra thunderous coming down off the hill onto whatever I want to charge. 
So I, and I can project a lot of threat from that hill. So I was like, yeah, that's a good spot for a couple of night units just to sit and wait. Right. So, uh, so I killed, you know, I killed on the, I killed the, the horde of the forsaken on the left in the middle, you crest the hill on the right hand side and we're fiddling around. Um, you know, I fly the King in over there just to slow you down, but I'm not, you know, there's, there's, there's one too many units over there for me to deal with. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause you, you I put one night, you, there's another hill over there on your right, my left. Yep. And so I put one unit of knights kind of right up on the hill so I can see the iron guard. I'll be coming in at crush one, thunder two. So you have to do something about them. So you send in the dwarf lord. You're just going to hold them up because you don't have enough to kill them, right? So Man. that allows me to then get the dwarf lord with a flank from the, uh, the regular order of the brotherhood knights. So between right. those two units, I punk out the dwarf lord. Um, you smartly decide... You know, I'm going to send the king off on a scouting mission. And you fly him past everybody yeah. and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get those, that regiment of men-at-arms that's hoping to claim the pillage token that's kind of behind the woods. Right. Because you're like, over the, over the course of the game, you probably grind them out, right? And yeah. then nobody gets that token. That was the plan, right? And the, the other thing to mention on the right-hand side, at least my right for where we're talking is that when you say the king, that was my king on a large beast. And the problem with him, the good thing about him is he's height four. And the problem with him is he's height four. So, Correct. right. So he's there. You can see him. I can see you. And I'm like, I don't want to be seen because I charge 14 and you charge 16. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So, so I've got the, got the advantage. I get the range. Right. And so I remember I talked it out and I said, you know, I really, you left me with no options. I have to send him in because I put him in a bad spot. So he goes in and as you said, you kill him. Um, in the middle, uh, I, open up with some shooting. I throw a couple dogs. I take one of the night units and I roll double six and I waver it. Right. I'm like, yeah. Yes. And at this point between that and some other things that have been going on, I got really lucky with my shooting. I wavered a couple units and you were like, because what you want is to send everything in. Right. Like, All at once. Right. No. So there's no reprisal. You can't flank anything. Even if I don't kill you in one turn, you're, you're locked in. Right. Cause like you said, the earth elementals don't kill shit. No. Um, the exactly. Iron Guard don't kill shit. So if I could just lock you in place, eventually I got I got Bane Chant rolling around. I got Host Shadow Beast, so I should be able to outgrind you long term. Once once right. we engage Alliance flat, right? Exactly. And so I'm I I had uh, you know with a couple double sixes and some nines, I was able to waver a couple units, and you were like, "Oh, this sucks." Now you're headstrong, no big deal. You shake it off, and. Uh, you know, then I learned a lesson. And then I learned a thing. You certainly <laughs> did, right? You were like, all right, we're going to go in. I'm going to send both the nice unit, night units into here. And uh, they'll, they'll both have Pierce 2 or, you know. Uh, thunder 3 uh, coming thunder in. Thunder 3. And I was like, well, actually, that unit over there is not going to have Thunder because it's, it's, uh, it was disordered. Right, because when you're wavered, even if you're headstrong, you are and still disordered. You don't lose that. Is, that is correct. So the, you lose. So you're like, okay, well, let me take that back. I'm going to charge them yeah, into so, the dogs. So, Mike, so Mike is very gracious, right? Mike's like, hey, if you want to take that back, you take that back. It's like, and yeah. again, this is like tournament etiquette, why King's War is great. Most players are like, you know, you didn't know this. This might change what you're going to do. Go ahead and do something else if you want to do that. Yeah. So right. Mike lets me change. So he's like, well, awesome. I'm going to send this 230-point knight unit into dogs <laughs> instead. Mark, Mark. There so, it is. Take they that. go kill dogs because it's. Right. I, I, I've kind of committed here. I'm like I'm all in. I've got to go. So they right. go kill dogs. In in turn, they're definitely going to die to Earth Elementals. So that's what it is, right? And then the on the left hand side, on my left, uh, you know, so I I had killed the Forsaken. You still had all those Pegasus and some other stuff. 
you took all the Pegasus, you fly over, and they land like a flock of birds on one of the tokens. <laughs> I have three unit strength over there, and you're like, one, two, three, four. I have four. And then, because uh, you know, all these flyers just land there, and they, they raise the token. I'm like, son of a bitch, there goes one. And then everybody turns around to face everybody. And so now I have uh, four, three flyers and a unicorn in the backfield all looking around going, who wants to get punched in the face? And I have Faber Ironheart going, I can't, I can't do this. Way too many. Yep, because right. you got some Iron Guard, and they've kind of moved up a little bit, so they can't help anybody out over there. Right. Yeah, you because know, they were moving up to deal with the Knights in the middle. So at this point, um, I'm still looking at the table, and I go, you know what? I think I can pull a draw here. This isn't so bad. I, you know, I'm going to kill this new, the, I'm going to burn out this Knight unit. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that men-at-arms unit in the back. The right-hand side's a mess, but it's only one token, so who cares? Um, but and you still got the Shieldbreaker Horde, right? In the yep, middle. In the middle. That's staring at the token in the middle. Yep, and so I'm, I'm like, I'm going to walk over there, and I'm going to get it. I just need to keep these guys alive, and I can walk over, and I can pick this up, and it, it'll be fine. It's going to be fine. It was going to be fine. Um, but it was only turn two. Right. Yeah, so this, this was turn two, right? We're we're four. into it early. <laughs> right. If this was turn four, I would have been all set, but it no. <laughs> right. So it turns out that just from the you know, my my it, as much luck as I was getting with the with the uh with the nerve rolls in the beginning, I didn't have enough punch in the late game to break stuff, right? So the night right. is fifteen, seventeen instead of fourteen, sixteen. I'm going in with the earth elementals and even on the flanks, I'm like eighteen hits. It did seven wounds and it, hey look, I rolled a five, you know, and that then that allows all these other little units to just like flock in, attack from the sides, pick it up. Shit. Okay. Right. Really yeah. Right. And and the whole time we should probably say I've got the three men at arms units just sitting in my deployment zone, waiting to pounce on tokens. Because all the tokens are in good spots where they're hidden or close to cover. So I don't have to put any of those men at arms in harm's way. They're just sitting there waiting to slide to the left, slide to the right. That's and exactly then it. boom, I've got three pillage tokens right away. So Mike knows that he, he knows he can't get there until like turn six. He's got an iron guard unit coming up his left flank to kind of work its way around the building to hopefully eventually charge a men at arms unit, uh, which by the time he gets there, I burn that token. So uh, all that, was exactly how it was going to play out. The king right. on wings is with wings is trying to get over to another um, men at arms unit. So I, I send a unicorn after him to punch him in the face and knock him down so he can't fly. Uh, right. Eventually, he does get over there and starts fighting with the men at arms, but he's got a couple wounds on him, and so I've got the unicorn nearby with bane chance. So I'm I'm chipping a couple wounds on him each yep. turn, each turn. So I think we fight for three or four turns. And eventually I break him, right? So you're doing wounds to me, but I'm, I'm like, I learned my lesson. I was like, I got to keep the unicorn nearby to inspire him. I got to bane chant them. So uh, I'm able to eventually wear down the king with wings, right. with just men at arms. Right. And the king doesn't do, I mean, he's got five attacks. He hits on three, he's crush one. So it's like, have two wounds. Yeah. The first time he has to charge through woods to get them. So he's hindered. So, right. you know, the, so the, the men at arms hang on. Yeah, he's not magnilled, right? So no, no, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So at the so I mean, at the, so at the end of the game, the way it worked out is um, everything. I was like, man, I mean, we, it, I felt like I was still making decisions. I felt like I was still in the game, but near, the, I mean, we're getting near turn five, and I'm like, I can't do this, right? right? Because by the end, I finally clear up. You you smoke that token 
on your right flank with the iron guard. I yep. kill the iron guard with the two units of knights going in. Just be like, okay, if I don't kill them, they're still going to be there. It'd be a pain. So I kill them for a turn. And then I think there was, in retrospect, I think there was a mistake that you probably could have corrected. If you had backed those iron guard up enough, I would have had to come to you and been trapped kind of behind a building. Yeah. But because of where they were, I was able to hit them and then turn flush and then work my way past the building to yeah. bring it back to the center, which in retrospect was big because that gave me time to bring some more hammers back to the center of the board. Right. And then it, even then I still did you some favors by throwing a couple double ones your way. When I charged in and hit these earth elementals and oh, double one. Well, right. we'll do it oh, I did it again. Awesome. Yes. That's pretty great, right? I was like, yeah, I got all the luck on my side, and I can't capitalize because my bros do three wounds, right? Right, so, exactly. So I, I'm like, it, because I'm getting these double ones, it's like, but he can't capitalize, so I'm okay. Right. So, you know, it, it increased the tension, but it didn't, yeah, anyway. It was, so at the end of the game, the, you collapse down in the center, the, the, uh, the horde of um, Iron Guard make their last stand, and they fall, they fall over dead. And like, the only thing I have left is the flame priest being like, pew, pew. And he is still, I mean, you're right, because it's like, do I go after him? He's not worth it, but he's sitting here plinking wounds on everybody the entire game. With shattering, right? And just being annoying, yep. right? So, but, so at the end of the game, you ended up with a giant win, right? Yes. Like, I, yep. think yeah. I, I think I had one of the tokens. You had all the other tokens, and that was the end of that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, I, had, I had like two tokens in my backfield plus the center. Um, Either I or you had burned all the ones in your backfield. I think I, I think I burned most of them because I saw favor like marching along, like I'm going to kill something, I'm going to get a token, so I'm I'm burning tokens to get rid of them. Yep, which was which was fine because I was like, well, maybe the margin of victory matters. It didn't. It, it it didn't. But so yeah, it was a fantastic game. And the nice thing is that um, even though the I mean the scenario was not good for me, and the and obviously your army was not. Holy shit. I mean, everything hits, everything hits hard and everything's fast, right? So I'm like, well, uh, I knew it was going to be tough going in, but as always, it was really fun. It was a fun loss because I. Yeah, it was a great game. Was and it was, like you said, there was, there was swingy events in the game. And I mean, you, you made some really smart moves too to be like, you know, I, I don't think I can win this, but I think I can get a draw. And yep. like, oh, he, can, he definitely can get a draw. Totally. Right. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was fantastic as always. And, uh, and so after that, I took the big loss, and I ended up going into the last round. I and you obviously were in first place by a chunk, and then I was in fourth place. That's I mean, that's how far the two of us were ahead of everyone else, mm -hmm. right? Right, right. Right. So I'm like, yeah, here we go. Right, um, Corey. How was your? Well, actually, I'll just finish up, and then I played Chris Pelletier and his undead army, and that was the worst beating I've ever taken. Ugh, it was like a caveman. It, the caveman wakes up, he looks outside, he goes, ah, glaciers are coming. The ice age must be, oh, looks, I'm dead. Like, there was nothing I could do to stop it at all. He just, he marched forward, got all the flanks, killed all the things, and I, unlike my loss to you, where I felt like I had decisions that I was making, I had, after turn two, I was on complete lockdown, right? He played that so well, so well, so tight, so clean, it was absolutely demoralizing, because I, you know, I start the day and I'm like, I'm in second place. Holy shit, I'm a somebody. And at the end of the day, I was like, I'm in ninth place, tenth place. Holy crap. I took two of the biggest losses ever. Right. So. And, and so this again, talk about Chris. This is where playing the same army over and over again 
really pays off, right? Because Chris has been playing that uh, that army for probably three years now, right? And and some not too uh, different version of it either. So he knows exactly what it needs to do, and he just does it like a machine now. Yeah, it's amazing, and his formations are tight, and everything is exactly where it belongs. It was hot, right? And then, I, like I said, like I that was not as as fun as I had against you. I was the worst opponent for him because I just about halfway through I got a sad on. I'm like, oh, today is ashes. Right, I'm like, oh, I had delusions of grandeur going into this morning, and I also had a I had a pretty decent hangover from all the Orcto coolers and everything else. And I was like, I'm yeah, sorry. that was a problem, <laughs> you know. But so anyway, he yeah he smashed up and he ended up finishing really high too. You know, congratulations to him for being so awesome. You know, but, so Corey, Cor- Corey Wallizer, yes, yes. Uh, so as discussed, I I had Ratkin first up, uh, and. I think because of his game against you, he, he spread out some of his shooting. So there was a building on his one side, um, and around it, he brought Gud, Nightmares, and one of the Death Engine Spewers. He moves up, his, he gets first turn, he moves up pretty aggressively. I have my two Hunter Hordes sitting in a, in a, in a woods, on that side, I'm like, okay. He uh, he shoots and he misses wavered the hunter horde, uh, one of the hunter hordes by one. I go into the nightmares, into the um, death engine. Uh, I kill the death engine in one turn and rotate with that hunter. I waver the um, the nightmares because Scud was right there to give him the boost to nerve. But I do get the waiver on him. So it's like, okay. He then gets nervous and doesn't want because Scud doesn't really have a great option to go into any of these. Like I was able to reform and because we were kind of up against the side of the, the um table, he didn't have a good he couldn't go into the other hunter horde. So and he couldn't slide over to get into that hunter horde. So he had really no good targets. Unless he just wanted to sit back and shoot lightning bolt, and it's hard to do that with a three hundred and some odd point model. Yeah, totally right. I mean, the the power of Scud is the threat, right? Yeah. Once you commit him, Mm -hmm. he becomes much less scary. Uh, well, he uh, he went. He's like, I gotta go for broke, and he he advanced quite aggressively, came sailing across, and he uh, charged um, siege breakers. And didn't do enough to the siege breakers to kill them. So I was able to heal with Nom Nom to get that vicious, and I then waver him. So then he's just standing Oops. there. And next turn, the siege breakers go back in and, and mop up. Um, with the, the token scenario, uh, a horde of great axe is long enough. To to uh, cover, you know, or at least control two tokens that are only twelve inches apart, because the horde of heavy infantry are, n- are nice and fat with the three inches They're on sweet, the end. Sweet, sweet unit strength yep. four. <laughs> so they they scooted over and, and sat in the middle, and uh, he eventually was able to. Uh, I killed the nightmares, and then the hunters just caused problems. He eventually killed them both, but not before I was able to. Eat up! It was a it was a bloodbath on both sides. We we both lost a boatload of stuff, but in the end, I 
I was able to uh, hold more tokens and and pull out the win. So I was, I think, third place going into round five. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be Rossi and, and myself. But uh, Chris had already played um, Brian, who was, was he was it. So I ended up playing Brian, and, and obviously you played Chris. And Brian and I have played a thousand games of Kings of War together. <laughs> we seem, seem to always kind of run into each other. And he had a pretty rock-solid like Forces of the Abyss list. Um, where just lots of monsters. Um, he had three hordes of uh, Molochs, uh, a Cronius, two Titan, uh, two uh, Fiends, the Well of Souls. You know, just lots of sucking in in wounds and and doing damage with the regen and things. Uh, the rock star of this game uh, had to be, uh, and and we were playing Dominate, which lends to the scrum in the middle. So it was bloody and it was bloody fast um, but the rock stars of this game are definitely the regiment of chariots so he's got a seductress with a gnomish, uh, gnomish glass shield he charges in and does no wounds I'm like okay I'll, I'll, I'll counter charge <laughs> wow. and defense uh, 6 doesn't care about that <laughs> she's, like, she's like okay so I, I counter charge with the, the chariots into the seductress and I kill her I spin around, and I'm facing a regiment of fiend, a uh, regiment of uh, the abyssal ghouls, and a, a a abyssal fiend. I take the charge. No wounds. Jeez. I char. I countercharge the abyssal fiends. I kill them. Next turn, the fiend goes back in. No wounds. Oh man! So every every every, cha- every charge I'm doing, I'm still crushed one thunder two. So he charges in, kills the fiend, spin around, and by that time, the impervious, un unwoundable regiment of um, chariots had pretty much just wiped out that entire flank. Ridiculous! And so they're just like, "No, we're good. We're we're fine. We're just gonna stay in here in the." Thing. This is another one where so the two siege breaker hordes come barreling over. There's a rather large hill in our on our table, like right kind of in the center. So the siege breaker hordes come running up up over the hill, and then followed up by the the horde of great axe. So the siege breakers and the the spoilers are fighting, 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 grinding it out. And he kills one of mine. I kill one of his. He comes up, mops up the the wounded one, and then the great axe come in and mop and pretty much wipe out a Cronius, and then they wiped out the other unit of. Um, they are the punchline to your joke. Oh my yeah. god! Right, just like oh, he's like Shmoly. really, he's like I gotta. It's like I gotta chew through two hordes of siege breakers backed up with Nom Nom heal and drain life, and then I get. <laughs> I get a horde of great axe for the trouble. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you a, ridi- it's a ridiculous situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so much beef and nerve, and just lots of crush two attacks. And uh, I was able to uh, pull out the victory and uh, had a pretty good four wins and, and one tie. That's pretty uh, awesome. weekend. Yeah. Right. Ooh, shabby. Yeah, pretty great. All right. Corey, how's your last game? 
And so round five, it was a lot of horde on horde violence, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mike played Chris. And so I played Jason Murphy, who's been having a pretty baller weekend himself with the the Morax, all the Morax, right? He's got regiment and regiment and regiment of Morax, and then troops and troops and troops of Morax, and then I think three man splitters, and then the guy with the extra wild charge banners. So it's just a ton of dudes just swinging axes at you all day. Yep. So that I think was he four and zero or three and one at that point. Uh, three three zero and one maybe. I, th I think he he was four and one uh, four and zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Because so. he was he was in second place um, yep. when we played. So again, like Corey said, we're playing dominate. So I think Jason made a mistake right off the get go because he didn't deploy. Like, this is the K two style, right? Put your troops of Morax in front of everything throw them out there as a meat shield that can threaten a long way. So if you hit them, you're going to get hit by a bunch of regiments and more acts. So Jason kind of put them on the flanks in layers to kind of come in and protect the flanks and sweep anything into the middle. So by doing that, and then I got turn one, I was able to push up and set the line pretty far back. So if he moves up at all, I'm going to charge him with everything I've got. So I've got knights across the board. I've got uh, Pegasus knights to Forsaken. i got Pegasus to kind of go in and muck up his lines. So what I kill, I can stay, I can kill it, and then he can't get me back because the Pegasus are in there too. Right. Um, on the flanks, i got a building. So I move up the Beast of Nature kind of on the other side of the building to be ready to look down his lines or fly over into his rear. So Jason's like, crap, now I got to deal with that. So he has to turn some of his um, Morax troops to face over where potential landing spots where the Beast of Nature could be and sends over a man splitter that way as well, just to kind of deter that from happening. And then on the other far flank, I've got the, um, a unit of Forsaken Knights that I move right up pivot towards the center of the board. So I was like, okay, here's a 20-inch. Go anywhere you want. I'm going to flank you. I'm going to kill you and just keep moving. And the exemplar is over there to kind of run interference. Um, so basically, on turn one, I'm able to stall out Jason's advance. So if he pushes anywhere, he's getting charged and he's dying because he doesn't have chaff in the right spots to be able to do anything. And so from that point... I just start taking the unicorns and putting lightning bolts into the Morax troops. And I take one of them off. And then by, I think, turn three, Jason realizes, you know, I'm not. And, and plus, I've got the three units of uh, men at arms just waiting, hanging back, waiting to pop into the, the dominate zone for an easy nine unit strength at the end of the game. So um, he sees this. He's like, all right, this is a problem. I can't deal with all of this. I have to make moves. So he starts edging up into threat range. And I think it was like turn four because yeah, I had the top. So on top of turn four, I YOLO. I, I go, everything, everything's charging all at once um, just to minimize all the, the fight back. And so I, I kill a bunch of shit. I kill multiple regiments of Morax. I kill some troops of Morax. So... And, and I'm in a good spot where Jason can't really come back and take a lot of the stuff off. Um, now, now, that being said, is it because of the deployment of not putting it out in layers 
like you mentioned in the beginning? Is it the fact that you went first? I would imagine it's a combination of both. Yeah, it's it's really both, right? Because I move up and I'm like I'm just outside my max charge range. Actually, I'm I'm just outside his max charge range, so I can keep I can keep chart um, doing that. And so he keeps folding back a little bit, a couple inches at a time, right, to keep me from charging him. And I was like, with dominate and all those um, heavy infantry regiments, it'll be hard for him to get all that unit strength back into the center of the board, right? So because he spent the first couple turns kind of backing up trying to be cagey and not give me like all the charges all at once um it really helped me put the pressure on and keep him from being able to mount a successful reprisal attack right right, right. Um, he did layer a little bit i mean he had a couple of regiments in that second line but not in a good enough not, not enough to threaten right i mean i'm still defense five right. with headstrong a lot of stuff out there inspiring across the board so um and I was able to put him in the spots where he might need, he doesn't have Pathfinder natively, so he'd be hindered if he charged in with some of the stuff. So um, by doing that and by not, again, I think just putting the troops in front would have been like, yep, I'm going to charge you with these guys, or you're going to charge me and kill them, and then I'm going to hit you with a bunch of more X. So I think that was definitely the play. I think he definitely had the advantage if he had done that, because sure. in the end, I'm going to kill the troops, but then... And he could have done the same thing to me, kept pushing me back, trying to wait for me to get um, good, clean charges off. Right. I mean, yeah, at that point, I mean, hyper aggro is almost the way to go when you're, when you're out sped, right? Like, speaking from experience, on, on their games, and I'm like, everybody moves forward eight. Mm -hmm. And I've had, I've had people look and go, I can't believe, why, why are you doing that? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to dictate where I die, dude. Exactly. Right? You know, I'm not going to let you say, you know, Anyway, I mean, but that's... Yeah, even, that even if Jason is, had just taken one unit or two regiments of more active, just put them up the board and been like, okay, deal with these, right? or I'm coming at you, right? right? And so even if he just put a couple of those up there to be threats, and then I take them off, but I start losing that attrition game long-term. Right, right, yeah. I mean, you can, you can have... Because once he takes away the speed, he, he hits me just as hard. So, right. I can't, I can't keep doing that. I can't right. keep doing that. So... Right. In the end, um, we do trade pieces a lot. I mean, he's actually, he is able to kill some of my stuff in return because eventually he gets the troops on the, the far flank to come back and start hitting stuff. But at that point, I'm totally copacetic with throwing things in his way to let him kill them to keep it because he won't be able to get into the, the dominate zone in the end. And so I move the three regiments of men-at-arms in. I've got a few knight regiments in the end that can still get there. I mean, Headstrong helps out a ton, right? Because he'll hit me enough to waver me, and then I can fight back. Uh, I got Regen on the uh, the big knight, the Order of Redemption knights, so the Regen comes up big. Um, the Unicorns are awesome because I can throw them into units, charge and hit them, disorder them, and then they can't get through. And then they got to fight the they got to fight the Unicorns. So and the Pegasus. So basically. I'm able to hit him in one big wave of crushing, thundering hooves, and then start throwing chaff in his way to keep him out of the, the dominate zone. Right. So, so in the end, it's a pretty big, sizable win because I'm able to keep all of his beefy stuff out of the center circle on the flanks. I'm, be, I'm able to push into the center and then start kind of pushing out from there and keep him out of the dominate circle. Wow. Right. I do. I think I, if he uh, if he had to do it again, he definitely would play completely differently, and I think it would have been an entirely different game altogether. Guaranteed, right? I mean, and that's one of the nice things. 
one of the one of the uh, crazy things and one of the nice things about uh, going to tournaments is there's a lot of times where I will play something and go, oh, I had my ass handed to me. But if I played you twice, right? If I got to play this exact army again, now I know what to do. And so that that experience is really great when you go either to play other armies or against other armies. Because um, I think if you play practice games against the same stuff over and over again, then you get used to fighting that. But tournaments can be right. a much broader um, mm-hmm. cross-section of... of yep, you know, different yeah. strategies, different play styles. Absolutely. And in Jason's, uh, Jason's uh, fairness to Jason, this is the first time he was playing that army. He brought it as kind of a orc town. It's orc town. I'm playing orcs, right? So he doesn't play orcs. So he just right. put a whole army of orcs out there. Um, I think in the end, he found it really fun to play and obviously very competitive because he went four and one for the whole event. So my, they, my understanding is that since he's been back, he, he's been getting games against us. I think he beat Robbie in four turns, <laughs> right? His, his, his uh, EOD army. Just, yeah, oh, just, man, that's a tough one to win. Took everything off in four turns. And Rob's like, I had no idea what to do, right? Because there's so, it's this target saturation. Everything exactly. It's a lot of guys, and they all hit bros. very hard. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they're all, you can't waver them. Right? Yeah. The fact, the right. fact that they're fearless, this run in and go, they're, yeah. They're always it. swinging back at you. I'm right. dead, and my pals behind me can fly in, or uh, I'm going to punch you. One of those two. Right. Yeah, I think it's a great list. I think it's fun and hitty. I mean, it definitely does a lot of work. So clearly was good. So in the end, I finished five and zero. Oh. Got the got the second uh, second big prize from Orktown, which was this ridiculous six foot giant chopper. It's, it's, it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's gigantic. That's it. Gonna mount it over the bed. That's where it goes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Melissa disagrees. <laughs> right? That's the way to do we, it. We we talked what was mounted over the bed. Remember? That's right. We did. Yeah, we had a long discussion about that. <laughs> that's right. That was over breakfast. Still in the so, plans. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so so uh Corey Secundus, how did you finish? I finished second. Bang. Overall with four right. oh and uh, went four oh and one. Uh, and had uh, my attrition score was really high. You murdered all the things, and uh, I yeah, I mean I I, I lost a, a good amount of of guys too, but I I killed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Same um, here. I mean that was I think that was the theme is like armies that could just kill shit. Yes, <laughs> did yeah. really well. It's Orktown. Right. It's so, Orktown. Time for so, murder, Corey. I think you were up there. I was up there. Um, Brian Ring was up there in kill yeah, points. He was. Right. Yeah. Um, so I finished second overall, and the second place prize was. Um, so I have it now in my house. It's a it's a block with like little goblin heads, um, with like red cellophane or red plexiglass eyes, so the light shines through to give them red eyes. And you turn the crank, and there's a little little line of like little bushes and like a, a fence, and the orc heads pop up. Uh, like as you turn the crank, like they go the, up and down, yeah. And so it's the Hide a Goblin or Hide an Orkling game. Yeah. And so you just turn the crank, and the little goblins, it is it's weird, and I love it. It's, it's so weird. It's so, so I was amazing. like, "All right, that that's awesome." And then, right. uh, I mean, shout out to Joe Taylor, who when we when we he yeah. makes all he made 
he made all the trophies, right? Him and well, him it, it, it's a it's a group effort between K two, Joe Taylor, and, and uh, Doug Blake. Doug, Doug Blake. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I remember like I was, you know, I get there and they're showing off because they should. And yeah. Joe is like, I took a little inspiration. A lot of you guys have had kids. I figured you guys could use some kids' toys. And so there was that. There was a a Orktown lunchbox set. Oh yeah, my god, that was amazing! Yards, which, right? which Robbie won. He yeah. went from uh, the year before. He came in dead last and uh, got a can of Orktown Bleef for <laughs> his, his last place supplies. And this year he got a nice uh, Skullface Orktown uh, lunchbox and thermos That's for right. being the counter charger. Yeah, right in the middle. Dead so in the yeah, middle. He's he's another one though who's been playing the same army. Yep. getting used to it, getting some more reps in. And uh, just, just really better with a lot better. It in general, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. So there was a lot of love on the trophy hall for the Shambling Horde this year, too. Yes. It really was. Because right? uh, Chris uh, came in uh, third overall. Yeah. And yeah. he got a or tambourine or, or tambourine, war drum, whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah, like one, one of them Irish drums. It's yep. with, a, with a giant work head on it. It's awesome. Yep. Right. Uh, Mike Rossi won some. Art. <laughs> That's right. I did. I got a, so I came in eighth and uh, ended up winning a giant propaganda poster uh, from, from Orktown, which essentially has, I think, Skullface in a spacesuit. suit. Yes. Up, looking down on the earth. That's always yep. nice. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I, mean, I think between all of us, we ended Jeff, up. Uh, Jeff Manning won something as well, right? Yeah. Uh, he won. He won a couple paintings. Uh, yep, he, he won paintings. One yep. of the best painted at the event. Yep. So he, each did. each of the best painted uh, top three. Uh, apparently, Joe Taylor uh, painted um, a piece of art, uh, Orkling in space, uh, Orkling through the dimensions of time, and a tale of two Orklings. So they're just, there's just there's a le- there's a legitimate story behind oh, all yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's just it's madness. Uh, they had a uh, um, the Reckon player, uh, and I'm blanking on his name. I don't know. Ryan, why. Ryan, Ryan, yep. Ryan. He won this like uh, it was a little one of those old school like wooden pinball machines oh set up. God, that was so cool. It, like as, as like the Orktown uh, um, little, little baseball, like baseball, little baseball team. team. Yeah, uh, it was it was fantastic. Just yeah, so uh, they had an Orktown or uh, yo-yo, a giant wooden or uh, yo-yo with like the skull face like burned down to the side of it. Just those guys. Everything is so crazy. It is so fantastical. Everything is yeah. Everything is up to eleven. It was it was fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. So I, as always, it was it was a fantastic time. And then that night, um, we ended up going out to the Irish pub, listening to some music. Everybody hung out, shot the breeze. It was it was fantastic. Fantastic, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's a great time. It's a great weekend again. It's it's a gotta go. I mean, you gotta go there. It's a great time. What's wrong with you, right? I mean, yeah, and and, yeah, we had a we and we had it was the one of the biggest turnouts I think for the Chamley Horde in general because back in the Warhammer days, right? You guys would have fifteen, sixteen guys at an event, right? Yeah, but this, yeah, I mean, this time it's getting back to that. Absolutely, we came with a dozen. I mean, that's. Yep. That's ridiculous, right? So we're 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 doing good things, and I just I want to say again, I know uh, Jason Murphy did a really good job of running a bunch of events over the course of the last year to get our numbers up and to get people engaged. Agreed. And that's yep. 
yeah, I cannot thank that dude enough. Yeah. I mean, he he he, he and in. he and Bill have uh, have really stepped up and and uh, to put events out there and and kind of run and keep things going uh, yeah. when like Mike and myself get bogged down with work. You need that, like the old heads yeah. can't right. do it all all the time. So you got some yep. new blood that's taking it on. It's yep. good to see. It's awesome. And like we said, we got two new little gaming clubs that showed up at Orktown in force. Yeah, but that was yeah. really awesome. You know, these yeah. got. I mean, it's great to play the guys that you always play. I mean, we're all friends here, but right. it's also awesome to play new yeah. people that you've never met that are just new to the scene. And yeah, growing the North North friendly and really awesome. nice conversation yeah. with those guys. So yeah, I think that was a that was a win. It just shows to like the the scene is strong. It is growing up here. So. So I got I have a question for you guys. Twenty six fifty seventy minutes. What do you think? It's a little light, right? I think a lot of people struggled with the clock. Yes, a lot of people. Did. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a little short. Um, I didn't time out, but I've never once timed out in a Game of Kings of War because uh, I play super aggressive armies, and sometimes if I'm foobard, I will just go all in and. <laughs> and you know you don't have to worry about clock too much there but even i was like on the last couple minutes yeah exactly i normally finish the game of kings of war with like anywhere from like 10 to 12 minutes left and i was in single digits almost every game yeah same here i, I think i was up against it in most of my games even with a hyper aggro army yeah i i i enjoyed it um i didn't have problems with the clock but I did notice that, like my uh, my uh, my second round opponent um, would have clocked out if I had cared. I was like, "Don't worry about it. We got plenty of time. Yeah, you, know, you can use my clock. Just keep going," and uh, you know that kind of stuff. But it was it was a lot tighter. That being said, twenty six fifty, the game is very different. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Super happy. Right. Gotcha. Sure. You are leaving in twenty minutes. I'm leaving in twenty minutes. There you go. So. <laughs> Yes. And I've, and I've got kids waiting for, for me to cook them breakfast. My kids are right, 25 then. and 21. Listen, and I'm right. cooking breakfast. It's 11.22. <laughs> well, everybody's up. All right, so. <laughs> Finally <laughs> awake. That's what's up. Everybody woke up. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's 11.20 in the morning. All right, so I, I think we should end here. Right? Uh, <laughs> and I'll leave it at this. If you, if you didn't go to Orktown, then what's wrong with you? I'll see you yeah. next right. week. Right? Yeah. RC, okay. RC Rules Committee, you got to nerf Corys. Corys are too strong. Agreed. 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 Right. Yep. yep. There it is. This is our second one-two finish, right, Corey? Yes. Yep. Uh, we uh, was it Harvest of Souls. Harvest yep. of Souls. Yeah, we had a one-two finish there as well. Right. So that's the secret. Next year, our Masters team is seven Corys and me. Seven Corys and Mike. I'm gonna <laughs> and, Mike, and, to, Mike to order the shirt. <laughs> everyone, right. everyone will have to legally change their name to Corey. That's right. Uh, and and everyone will have to spell it slightly different. Yes, K O R I. K H O U R I. That's right. Any, anyway, I think, I think we've got our shirts for next year yeah. already. Oh, yeah. Done. Yep. Done. All right, Perfect. I'm gonna go. You guys, hi, right, gentlemen. Thanks for joining. It was awesome. Us. Later, buddies. Bye. Bye.